If Murray had supported the show, I'd be less sick of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> America's first. Blubbity blah. The blubbity blah. Sending out good vibes. Blubbity blah. Good vibes. Blubbity blah. Good vibes. Good vibes. Good vibes. Underneath breaths of deep gratitude and prayers for guidance and protection. And put on a didgeridoo and shamanic drumming track. Shivers or vibrations and stuff like that. The, the private sector merging with our government is a problem. It really is. And it's, we have to figure out, I don't think that government should take over everything, but there are certain things that are essential government functions. Okay, guys, welcome back to the Grimerica Show. We are going to be chatting with uh, Congressional Dish podcaster Jen Briney a little bit later. Uh, fellow Value for Value podcast. It's a fun show. Good show. We got... Achoo! Uh-oh. Jesus. <laughs> we got... See, this is why I'm social distancing from you. I mean, you know, what if I was right there? You'd be sneezing all over me. We got Graham Social Distance Dunlop. How's it going, buddy? I'm doing okay. Hopefully oh. the internet holds out in this in my little home makeshift home studio for now. I'm still a little confused. As- Good thing I got this little room to set up for this, since I can't even be in studio with you since you're sneezing all over the table. I sneezed into my arm the second time. You've been going out every day, right? You're not even, you're just trying to disobey the, the rules here. We shouldn't even get into this. Well, I was just, I'm going to get a bunch just, of emails like, saying, are you guys taking this thing seriously? I go shopping. Today I went to Shoppers. Yesterday I went to Safeway. <sighs> Tomorrow, I'll go to Shoppers or Safeway or something. It's snowing again, which is kind of a pain. I know. It's kind of weird. Eh? It's been a really cold winter. I feel like it's cold, and they're going to say it's cold because there's nobody nobody heating the globe. Everybody's uh, at home, and it's colder. Yeah. Layer upon layer of clouds ever since this whole thing happened. Oh, there's been a couple sunny days, but... It's too bad, actually, because I wanted to go hunting this weekend, but it's not looking like it's going to be. So I guess yeah. Sunday we could just finish moving the studio instead. Yeah. So anyways, uh, you know, there's been some extra people listening these days, some new people. And this is uh, just our little lazy ramblings at the beginning of our show. We do a little intro, get the listener emails and stuff from the chats involved and do some housekeeping and stuff like that. And then Jennifer Briney will be on later on. Great show with Jen. She probably is in the middle of deconstructing that two point whatever trillion dollar bill they uh, they passed because I think we were recording this uh, right when it came out maybe so we wanted to get this uh, kind of put this in the head of the line because it's kind of time it's a timely show yeah I uh, yeah I wonder where that's at actually I'm pretty out of the loop on all that stuff I've spent the last seven days moving I got internet again on Monday or Tuesday. But I've just been sort of too busy to get into even the Discord chats or anything like that to catch up on what the fuck is going on in the world of anything. Yeah, lots I, is going on. Before I, we get too far along, I should mention that we have officially made the decision since the Canadian border is shut down until at least April 21st to postpone uh, contact at the cabin. Matheson Powell 
from April 16th to 19th, which would have been in just like two weeks here. Uh, two weeks today. We would have been two weeks away. But unfortunately, wow. Wow. due border closure, closures and everything else, um, we're not. So we've rescheduled. What are you doing over there? Nothing, nothing. Um, we've rescheduled that for October 15th to 18th of this year. Uh, everything's still valid. We're good to go. If you got a problem with that, just shoot me an email if that doesn't work for you. Uh, there's a ton of interest and we'll be super flexible and would like to work with anyone if they can't make it or something like that. We can resell your ticket or something like that. So let us know. But uh, that'll be the weekend, October 15th to 18th. Unfortunately, due to this COVID, we're going to have to postpone that. Think it'll be warm enough out there at that time? It should be okay. It looked extremely similar to April. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah on the other end. Yeah, it yeah. looked like, uh, yeah, super similar. Did you to manage April. to pick a new moon, dark sky night? Yeah. Still? We're actually oh, right good. on the new moon, I think, this time. Oh, nice. That's great. So that's done. I've so, already rebooked all the venues and canceled all the flights. Right on. Good. Good. Actually, you know what? I did get a notification about my uh, van rental. I canceled that too. Did you mine as well? Yeah, I canceled everything. All right. Thanks, buddy. There's a lot of canceling. Yep. But it was good. Everything's been, well, the airlines just get, gave all air, uh, airline credit, which is fine because I'm, I'm assuming the new flights will be the same or cheaper. It might even yep. be cheaper. Uh, so that's all good. And then the Airbnbs were kind of sticklers, except when I was able to provide screenshots of the Canadian government saying the border was closed, then they approved all the refunds. So. Wow, that's great. I haven't seen any of the funds yet. I think that'll probably take a while to process, but hopefully that'll all work out. We'll go in October. We'll have a good time. Yeah, hopefully. Yep. If things aren't normal by October, then we got a real problem. Time for a revolution. Vive la revolution. Yeah, I hope everybody's doing well through this. Yeah, I hope you guys are hanging out, trying to get some sunshine, being kind to each other. Spreading love instead of hate and propaganda and whatever the fuck else. Uh, I think I'm gonna get into some edibles tonight. I've been playing. Oh, I watched. A, I've been watching a couple movies. Played a bunch of hide and seek yesterday, and I have some extra podcasts to do soon. Hide and seek inside the place. Yeah, it's a little cold right. out again. So yeah, I mean we're coming out of a string of small places. So all of a sudden we got a lot more room to play hide and seek. Nice. Yeah. So it's been good. good. Yeah, we've been. I'm. I'm like I said with the. I. I'm still just on vacation. I'm not really isolating, or I'd be going to work every day still. Um. We'll see if that changes, but I don't foresee that changing anytime soon. I know I was already able to book a Saturday show for next week, so that'll be handy. Already the new studio paying off. That's good. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it'll definitely be easier with us being both really close to the studio. This is going to be a nice change. Totally. Yeah, going to get some extra content out. We've got some, lots of interviews booked coming up. Should say big, huge thanks to Brody. Producer Brody came back, helped pull off the move, helped me move my personal things as well as all the studio stuff. Of course, Truffaut, Michael Truffaut came out, helped move all the stuff. So that was a, a fantastic time. Couldn't have done it without those guys. And uh, of course, yep. Natasha as well helped me hang up all the stuff in the studio. Help me. She's actually the one who designed the backdrop here now this time. And a lot of push pins. Oh, grandma's self-isolating. Yeah. 
Thanks. Really appreciate it. Hundreds of push pins. My thumb was so sore. You got a phone call there? Maybe you could set your vibrating phone on something. No, I don't got no, no. Are you sure? You got text? What do you got? You got something? No. No? I seen you move that. So what do you got? I don't know. I wanted to go through the chats and read a few minor synchros, and I've also got a great uh, operation project for us to talk about, kind of this operation project segment. So whatever you want to get into first. Minor synchro action you got? What do yeah, I, got? I guess. Yeah. I want a good score for my synchronicity. If Graham reads it out, then Darren might give it to me. Hey, don't you please read it low. Yeah, yeah. So we got a bunch of channels in the chats, and we have a Synchros channel. So I was thinking just browsing through there and reading a few. Yeah, let's hear it, buddy. Pick so this some is good from ones. This is from Milky Joe. It goes back to like the end of February. I went to my mom's house on Sunday to pick up the mail. Before she la before we left, she said she wanted to show me something. She pulled out this big mason jar and she was making her own vanilla extract. She started it last June and said it was almost ready and she would give me some. No big deal till I turned my phone on Monday morning and my sister-in-law on my husband's side of the family sent me this text. My mom and sister-in-law do not talk, and they both shared with me their vanilla extract that they are making. So the text was, a friend taught me how to make my own vanilla extract. Going to have plenty to share, and more than I'll know what to do with in eight months when it's ready. <laughs> and of course, Truffaut's in there saying, are they Facebook friends? And trying to deconstruct this synchronicity. And uh, she says, nope. And then anyway, somebody else pipes in the chats, Duo Denim, and he says, saw this earlier today. Want to make your house smell great? Put two caps of vanilla extract in a cup, place it in the oven at 300 for an hour, and your house will smell like heaven. <laughs> I did this once, and I thought it said two cups of vanilla, and my, whole, my house smelled like the Pillsbury Doughboy's butthole for a month. What? Yeah, anyways. Just a fun little synchro. There you have it. And then St. Pauli wrote, uh, I don't, oh no, is that the one? Yeah, this is kind of weird. I don't know what you'd call this, but here's a woo spooky thing that, here's a wee spooky thing that happened to me at the start of the week. I'm driving to my local Tesco. It's a major UK supermarket. I get to a set of traffic lights and stop. On the other side of the road, walking in the opposite direction, I see this dude walking up the street. I look over at the same time he is looking at me. You know, that awkward occasion when it looks like you're staring at someone, but you're not. Anyway, I kind of know him. He's a few years older than me, but we were from the same town. Went to the same primary school and high school, but I doubt I've ever spoken to him in my life. The next night, I'm having a wee look through my Instagram feed and in the people you may know section, would you fucking believe it? This dude is on the list. We don't have common friends. As I said, he's a few years older than me, so we've never mixed socially. Weird, eh? Coincidence? Who knows? Coincidence? I uh, that could be a coincidence. Yeah. Totally. Oh, this is... Uh, so I got another one here. <laughs> I had an awesome date. This is from Bass Leg Kev. 
I had an awesome one today at work. So I'm installing some equipment in a patient's house. The patient is in a hospital. The granddaughter is here for the install. I finished putting the equipment in, training her how to use it, start doing my obligatory risk assessment. Have you got a smoke alarm? Not sure, she says. We start looking around the upstairs landing. Nothing. Maybe it's in the hall downstairs, I say. So we go down and nope. So she starts to call her gran on the phone. Reception in the hospitals is terrible. So she keeps trying. And there's a radio playing in the kitchen. And as we walk through the hall to the kitchen, she's still trying to connect over the radio. And or sorry, and over the radio, I swear on almighty Jeebus, a government ad comes out for smoke alarms. How they should be fitted to save lives, etc. I just stare at the radio while she says, that's odd, isn't it? There you go. There you have it. Little mini synchros from the chats. 4.8. 4.8. You can't expect me to go much higher on 4.8, can you? you I got another one here. This is from Robbie. Weird kind of synchro. I was in my hometown, and for some reason I got the idea. I needed to go to the cemetery and visit my sister and grandparents' grave. When I get there, I notice it was my grandma's birthday. Then when I got in the car to leave, it was scanning on the radio, and the first station it lands on was a classic country station playing a song that my grandma used to sing to me. 4.7. Oh, you got to give more more on that one. I don't know. How many songs did his grandma used to sing to him? What if it's a lot? Yeah, maybe, maybe. 5.7. Jeez, I had another one in here too. It was from that fellow that, uh, do you remember one of our cacks when he was driving uh, in the snow and rolled his truck while he was listening to Grand America? And we happened to be driving in the same area at the time. Do you remember that? Uh, was that on the way to, to Colorado? No, I think it was on the way to Portland, uh, Seaside. Uh, was that in Canada, in the States? In the States. Down by Idaho or in the gorge someplace? Yeah, yeah, in the gorge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. But I cannot find it. So I'll look for that and maybe we'll do that next time. Got to find it. Yeah. Any more synchros? No, that's good for now. Project That's good, buddy. That's a little loud. Not on our end, it's not. This is one of the things you miss, not being in studio. You miss the faders. The faders don't work for you. For us, it's just a nice, subtle background noise. (laughs) What if I get you some mass? I got one. I think my head's going to explode with that. I have at least one mass. Is that some MK Ultra mind control stuff? Can you still hear it? We can't hear it at all anymore. Oh, it's just blaring in my <laughs> head. Thanks for that. It's got to be the worst jingle to be played loudly in your head. Think so? We could try a few others. <sighs> but Before when I can forget, we expect you back in, about- in studio if we get some masks sent to the P.O. box, maybe? We get you a little hazmat suit. Uh, 
I don't know. I'd rather just stay home for as long as possible, to be honest with you. <laughs> it's affecting the show. <laughs> Before I forget, you put a link for the Resonance Foundation in the chats. Oh, yeah, it's free now. Yeah, I wondered. I thought we should talk about that. Sure. Yeah. So that's... Uh, you know who sent me that? Is that? Is that like the whole, all the classes and stuff you're yeah. talking about? Yeah, the wow. Resonance Academy. Wow. I don't know why free. it's free, but it's free right now. You know who sent me that? No, who? Alan. Cool. He was like, I don't know if you still have a show or not, but here. <laughs> so I thought that was a big deal. I mean, I don't think I'm going to do it. I'm still pretty busy, but if you're sitting at home, there'll be a link in the show notes. Definitely something to think about. Oh, yeah, that's fantastic. It's the classes with uh, like on Nassim Harriman's work. That'd be great. Yeah, I don't know. If I, if I got to retire early, that would be one of the things I would do, you know? If we didn't have to work at all and everything was taken care of, I'd be doing learning stuff like that. And everything was taken care of, like in one of your socialist utopias? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Alt left ground? Oh, boy. Ooh. This is you not good. I, you know I what do. I mean. Yeah. If I had to, if I won the lottery, let's say, and everything was taken care of. That's your new. That's your bang on the drum all day. Right. So I was looking through uh, my list of project operations to try and come up with one that was appropriate for this. I just pick at random. I pick one. Project operation coronavirus. No, 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 no. For Jen Briney, the Jen Briney. Oh, interview. right. And I pick out Project Azorian. And it says, erroneous, erroneously called Jennifer by the press. Okay. I just got some, oh my God, I just got some malware popping up on my computer. You shouldn't, P will damage your computer. You should move it to the trash. What should I do? Move it to the trash? Should I? Probably. Should I listen to that? Fuck, I don't even know where that came from. What oh my god! Downloading. I don't nothing, dude. So, anyways, Project Azorian erroneously called Jennifer by the press after its top secret security compartment was a U.S. CIA project to recover the sunken Soviet submarine K-129 from the Pacific Ocean floor in 1974. In 1504, Columbus sailed the ocean floor. <laughs> Using the purpose-built ship, the Hughes-Glomer Explorer, in 1968, the sinking of the K-129 occurred approximately 1,600 miles northwest of Hawaii. Project Azorian was one of the most complex, expensive, and secretive intelligence operations of the Cold War at a cost of about $800 million. Back then, it would be $4 billion today. $4 billion, that's nothing. In addition to designing the recovery ship and its lifting cradle, the U.S. used concepts developed with Global Marine, and they utilized their precision stability equipment to keep the ship nearly stationary above the target while they were lowering nearly three miles of pipe. Lay and then pipe. They, they reference another project called Project Mohole in here. Oh, boy. Yeah, maybe that's what was causing that spam to come up. Project so Project, Project Mohol was an attempt in the early 60s to drill through the Earth's crust to obtain samples of Mohorovichit, 
Mohorovicic, discontinuity, or moho, the boundary between. Sure, that too. <laughs> the boundary between the Earth's crust and the mantle. The project was intended to provide an Earth science complement to the high-profile space race. While such a project was not feasible on land, drilling in the open ocean was more feasible because the mantle lies much closer to the sea floor. Led by a group of... Oh, get the, this is going to be... You're going to love this. Led by a group of scientists called the American Miscellaneous Society... With funding from the National Science Foundation, the project suffered from political and scientific opposition, mismanagement, and cost overruns. Huh. So they defunded it in 1966. In 66? Yeah. And funded something else? Uh, yeah, they did, actually. Yeah. Hey, did you put so the... the so Go ahead. So I'm um, so the Soviet Union was unable to locate this uh, K129 sub but the US knew where to look based on data recorded by the four Air Force Technical Application Center and the ADAC sound surveillance system the US identified an acoustical event on March 8th that likely originated from an explosion aboard the submarine the US zeroed in on the location to within 5 nautical miles and the submarine USS Halibut located the boat using the fish, a towed 12-foot, two-short-ton collection of cameras, strobe lights, and sonars that was built to withstand extreme depths. So the recovery operation in international waters about six years later was used as cover, mining the seafloor for manganese nodules. Hmm. The more you know. Yeah, interesting one, eh? Totally. Okay, I'll, just, I'll just quickly finish it off here, and then uh, it goes on and on and on. But the company was nominally owned by Howard Hughes, secretly backed by the CIA. <laughs> While the ship recovered a portion of the K-129, a mechanical failure in the grapple caused two-thirds of the recovered section to break off during recovery. Huh. There was something in here about uh, about them trying to figure out a way to keep the paper from uh, getting wet because they wanted to look at all the documents in there. The Russian docs? Yeah. As you would? Yeah. Operation Paper Dryer. You know what? It was probably, there probably was an operation about that, but I can't find it. What else you got? Is that the end of that? Can I take That's it? the end of Can that, I... buddy. If you, want, you don't have any questions or... Speculation or anything like that? You just, that's no, it. I just, you know, this segment is not doing it for me. That's nothing personal. Just pretend to be interested for a while, at least. I mean, hey, this is stuff people might want to know about. Who, You've you had know? some good ones. Yeah, well. You know what the most scary thing about the whole Briny thing is that even the legislation looks like we're just headed straight into fascism. Why do you say that? Well, that's what she was saying during the interview. Is that no matter whose administration is, that's where the legislation keeps pointing, is a merger of state and private power. Yeah. Yeah, um, it seems like we can't get out of it right now. Totally. Totally. Uh, where are we at on COVID anyway? Did they shut down any more Canada stuff? Is Trudeau still doing a thing every day? 
I don't know. I can't watch them. It's you, painful. You can't watch them. No. Outside his home with his ankle bracelet. Oh, is that where you're at? You think no, he's I'm just, I'm just kidding. full no, I'm on just ankle kidding. bracelet? No, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. You don't think so? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm just really trying to stay neutral on this whole thing. It's I'm, I've got mixed feelings about everything. You I know, mean, Ontario, I think Ontario and Quebec, I mean, Quebec is just skyrocketing cases and Ontario and Quebec are shutting down construction except for essential infrastructure projects, I think. So yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know what to think, dude. I'm, you know, I'm of two minds about the whole thing, to be honest with you. You're just trying to stay positive. Trying to stay positive, yeah. It's just there's, uh, you know, you see all these videos of hospitals that are ready for the big thing the that's surge. not doesn't seem to be happening, and I don't know, dude. <clears throat> I feel like I've got nothing to offer our listeners as far as like answers or any speculation or anything. Well, Fenton will have a bunch of speculation and other other for us next Saturday. Yeah, that would He's be good. He's been spending his lockdown time doing a deep dive on coronaviruses in general. I did see a 1989 um, encyclopedia, medical encyclopedia, that said coronavirus in there was a common cold. <laughs> it's pretty weird seeing old, old medical journals and stuff that are completely contradicting what we're hearing right now. There must be something simmering under the surface. I don't know. There's a lot of weird. There's a lot of weird stuff. I just, I don't know what to do about it or what to say about it or even how to kind of just out of sorts about it, actually, personally, just you know, trying to home. work, trying to work from home, feeling nonproductive and, but, and also just not knowing what the risk really is, you know? Yeah. Well, there you are self-isolated in your little six by six room. Yep. Is that walled? Oh, you got a little 45 wall there behind you. There you go. That's a nice little room. Do you have a window in there too? Yep. Yeah, it's perfect little uh, little studio spot. Perfect little studio. When do you count? Do you want me to like push the foam I have for you into the out to the end of the driveway and you come pick it up sometime? Or how do you yeah, want to handle sure. that? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. You can just yeah stop there. Just text me, throw it out there, and I'll come out with gloves on and grab the foam because I heard foam stick. The you know the virus sticks to foam. Huh. Let me get the pellet gun out. And get it ready to go. And uh, I'll I'll text you when I'm ready. So be quick when you're here. Maybe wear eye protection. Oh, I'm not coming there, am I? Oh, you want me to come I drop you, it I off at the end of your driveway? You, yeah, that's what I thought you said you were This doing. is foam delivery service? Yeah. And actually, you know what? I do have to uh, run out later for some supplies. So I'll, I'll come by. Yeah. And come get the foam? Yeah. It would be nice. America.ca slash support. Uh, for those of you listening, if you can support the show, of course, we are non... I wonder how the shows that have sponsors and stuff are going to do with the advertisers. Some of those companies must be in trouble right now, right? Yeah, I would I would assume so. That's yeah. super loud when you use that cup there. You're going to need some sort of a coaster, maybe a separate table. I guess once I get you the Yeti mic, that'll solve that problem. The Yeti well. mic stand? Yeah. yeah. You know, it's funny because... Even some of the stuff I used to be able to get through Amazon, I had to get a little cord adapter to get the third uh, monitor going. Uh, and the preamp I've been looking at for a while, and that's the kind of stuff I used to get on Amazon. You go on Amazon and look for that stuff right now, it's like, if you're lucky with Prime, it'll be delivered in May sometime. Really? 
or it's out of stock. Yeah. Whereas the stores like Best Buy and Long and McQuaid and the local spots all have that stuff still. So, I mean, it's interesting to see if this could be a, a chink in Amazon's armor that everyone starts going to their local electronic stores and. You know, are they still? But I mean, in a lot of areas, aren't those types of stores closed? I they mean, seem we're to still be, I mean, I think we're still sort of running almost. Uh, well, it's delivery and curbside, normal. right? Yeah. So I think Best Buy will still deliver to your house, even when they're completely closed. When you go there now, you have to wait in line outside. Give them your name. They tell you when your item's ready. Then you go into like the little what would be the little breezeway. You know, there's usually a little vestibule. Yeah. So yeah. in there, and then you go up to where you would go through the second door, and there's a big plastic wall with a desk behind it and a couple little holes in it. And one little hole has the little receipt machines on your side and the pay card machines on your side. And then over on the other side, there's a little slot they push your shit through. Wow. So then they have some hand sanitizer there. So you like, you can't pay with cash anymore. Illegal there. And you have to punch in the little code, hand sanitize, take your receipt, push your thing through, get the fuck out. Only one person allowed in that little foyer area at a time. And then I went to Safeway yesterday, and their thing is now you, you can't go shopping with anyone. You got to go by yourself. <laughs> you have to use a cart because it helps with I don't understand distancing. that. I don't understand that, though. Like, if you're living with somebody, if they're well, they part don't of want your the extra selected in the store. intimate... Oh. So now they're saying if you do have your kids with you, put them in the cart. So they've been telling us for years, keep your kids out of the cart. Now you really put the kids they? in the cart. Well, there's like they, the thing on the on the the warning that says don't let your kids in the cart. Uh, so I'm wondering if I can throw my kids in the cart and maybe topple it, and then sue safely. Well, that you know that that's why they have leg holes in the in the carts, right? Yeah. You, you know that that's for kids sitting in there? But I have two kids. Yeah. No, no, I'm just wondering yeah. if, I didn't know if you, you millennials knew but that. But ideally it says right on the, at the store, just one person shopping if per, at a time if possible. So even you and Maria, they'd prefer one of you just stayed home. Because this, this store is not a place to congregate. Right, right. Yeah. It's so weird. It's so weird. It's never going to be the same. It is much nicer being in the house instead of the basement. Helps with the, with the staying at home and everything being closed. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've been playing some more video games. I watched that new Parasite movie. I don't know if it was supposed to be like the best movie of last year or something. I don't know. It was pretty good, but it was kind of a downer at the end, I got to say. I'll leave it at that. I won't spoil it, but... <laughs> Well, dude, you got to watch the Tiger King. I mean, you have to. Doesn't it's... he have coronavirus? <laughs> I don't know. Everyone keeps telling me I got to watch Tiger King. I haven't. Well, I, you should. You just should. It's. it's I, just... I seem to have no desire to watch this Tiger King. I know, but you're just doing it to rebel and to be different than everybody else. But I'm telling Am you, I? this time, this time, just do it. That's what you said about Game of Thrones. I don't feel like my life is worse for not having seen Game of Thrones. There's only like six or eight episodes of Tiger King. It's not like a seasonal, you know, there's not many seasons of it. 
I just want you to do it so you, when you see the memes, you're going to laugh so loud because the memes are the best part of it afterwards. People people making up stuff about it is the best part. Oh, in the in the show or? No, no. The memes that are circulating now about it that you won't get because you um, haven't watched it. But I haven't even seen any of these elusive memes yet. Oh, they're, they're just so funny. Like, oh, okay. so I have to watch the show just so I could get the memes? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's worth it. Okay, good to know. I'll keep that in mind. So grammarica.ca slash support, guys, if you can, when you can, it helps out big time. Appreciate you texting me the picture of the Tiger King. James, appreciate that. Anyway, uh, maybe I should dress like the Tiger King. He does kind of look like the dog, the bounty hunter sort of style cat. No, 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 you don't want to dress like him. It wouldn't look good on you. Real tight jeans. Open shirt. I wear tight jeans. I mean, you could. could. (sighs) It'd be a good time to have a pinball machine. I've been wanting to go to the pinball place, but now that's closed indefinitely. Ontario's closed for three months. Really? Is that what they said? 12 weeks. Oh, wow. That's crazy, dude. How are people going to fucking do this? How are people going to make it through that aren't working? I don't know. I mean, really, how is this going to even. The thing's you know, not even opened up yet for you to apply for whatever it is they're selling. What? They've got that like emergency relief fund or something like that. It's not even open yet? Not till Monday. Oh, good job, government. It took some take them a month to do that? Like, come on. And then the one Alberta said that was going to be available for everyone. And, you know, that one seemed to have a bunch more conditions as well that a lot of people weren't meeting. So there's a ton of people that haven't got paid in a long time. This is true. Heart goes out to them. Yeah. Totally. So what else you got? That's it. I I was going to ask you about uh, something else. And uh, just then you're talking about uh, Ontario shutting down. Where were we going before that? I'm not sure. I lost it. The new studio is quite marvelous. The sound is great. Sounds good. I'm going to get the GoPro up in the corner so we have four people in here. We can get the wide angle, get everyone shot. And then uh, I think I'm ready to start producing some Dungeons and Dragons. Are you guys still playing Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah. Yeah. More than ever? No, no, less than ever. I mean, uh, it's been weird. I've been, I thought we would have been doing that a lot more, but no, I haven't been doing that. Oh, yeah. Barely, barely playing at all. Huh. Well, that's too bad. Yeah. Well, I suppose we'll leave it there. Of course, bad news about the CAC. It would have been nice to get out of the country in a couple of weeks, out of the house, all that good stuff. But alas, it's not to be. Can't even get Graham over to the studio. Hopefully the next couple of weeks things will die down enough to get him over here. GrahamAmerica.ca slash support. Help us keep the internet bills paid and all that good stuff. The internet connection is greatly improved here at the new studio. Foam is on the wall. The odds and ends are in place. We're ready for some Grambo. Seats all warmed up. Thanks, buddy. Just anyway. keep your sneezes over on that side. Sneeze this way? I don't want to sneeze on the gear. I'd rather sneeze on imaginary ground. How long can Corona stay alive on uh, Nordic table? I was just going to ask you about that. I don't know. Neither do I. Ask Kev, don't know. Um, who's the chat with Jen Briney? So support yep. the show if you can. Be kind to each other out there. Enjoy the weekend. I'm going to get into some edibles tonight, I think. Maybe play some video games. 
Uh, yeah, we'll pop out some extra content. Hopefully that audio book will be out right away. People can start grabbing that. And, uh, oh, and I'll put that, uh, that book you read. Uh, that's what I was going to mention. The GJC. What is it? The Great Jewish Conspiracy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Are you going to, did you, did you listen to that yet? I don't know. You could have titled it something better than Great Jewcon, though, in the... <laughs> I was just you know, doing it short. I knew I knew that would come back to bite me in the ass. I knew it when I typed it. As soon as I was seeing it, I was like, really? <laughs> anyway, I'll edit that up next week and get that dropped out in the black budget feed. Sweet. Hey, uh, that's what I was going to ask you. If you do want a pinball machine, my buddy collects them. He's got a bunch of awesome pinball games in, in uh, Coquitlam. We used to be the pinball guys. It was it was lots of fun. Why don't you talk to him? Yeah, Let's see if he's got any, or see if he knows. He's he's right into the whole pinball thing. If you ever need any advice or anything, he fixes them himself, and he kind of yeah. You should talk to him. See if he can yeah. get us a deal on yeah. one. Yeah. Why don't you and Natasha learn how to play Dungeons and Dragons? She's into fantasy stuff. No, that's not going to happen. What? Why not? I'll I'll ask her. You but might, I'm, you I'm might not, enjoy it. Not into you might playing enjoy Dungeons it. and Dragons. With you don't have to play with me, just with other know. people. Yeah, I'm not. I don't want to. No, no. Don't want to, no. Not interested. No, I'll dungeon master. Oh, well, you can play video games. Might as well just play. I'll like, film video you, and I'll broadcast it to the world. I don't know. That's not. <laughs> not that's kind of just you know. I don't know. Suck the butt. So, Maybe audio only, but it's like making porn a good idea until you get ready to do it <laughs> anyway we should leave it out there enjoy the chat with the fabulous Jen Briney we'll be back Wednesday live stream maybe ground be in studio maybe you won't Tuesday Tuesday what's Tuesday no it's Wednesday Tuesday Dell is Wednesday now oh Dell is Tuesday I forgot about Dell so we got you <laughs> Tuesday and Wednesday Dell will be here Tuesday at 4.30 p.m. Mountain which Actually, I think we have shows PM two, two Tuesdays in a row and Wednesdays. Tuesday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. Anyway, like enjoy the chat with Jen Briney. Ton of content coming your way. Gramerica.ca slash support. This is a special episode. We've got Jennifer Briney from the Congressional Dish podcast with us, a fellow value for value model supporter. Thanks for coming on the show, Jen. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great. It's not like your typical uh, 
show that you would be on, I'm sure. You're a little bit more into the government stuff and all that, but uh, thanks for coming on and sharing your wisdom. I've, I've, after listening, I mean, Darren was like, well, we got to get Jen on because he keeps arguing with you on Twitter. And after listening to four or five episodes of yours, awesome ones, by the way, the one on the EU and the one on uh, the Afghan war, a couple of my favorites, I'm like, Darren, I don't even know what you guys have to argue about. Vaccines and voting. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, thought voting. I thought it was voting. I thought it was voting. Yeah, I'm a big voter. I like work the polls and shit. I'm really into it. <laughs> I used to be a big telling people to vote thing too, but I'm so disenfranchised now. It's just. It's and tough. I'm the opposite. I find I was the non-voter before, and a couple of years ago, I switched to uh, the voter. So. Yeah, I just kind of feel like we have two ways to fix stuff, and it's like we can try and use the system we have, which is pretty easy to like try, or we can go the violence route, and it's like, if we have this system set up, even though it sucks, like, let's just do the thing once every few months and vote. I just think it's so easy. There's no use in not doing it. Yeah, but well, after I went I- there. I went to the voting thing. I got my ballot. You scratched and it out. And I wrote, they're all fascist on it, and then I gave it back. <laughs> So I participated in a sense. They know how I feel. In a sense. But I guess, I don't know. I've just seen a lot of close elections that come down to so few people. And I just see the difference every single day watching Congress between good representatives and fucking horrible ones. So I just, if we could have more good ones and less horrible ones, we could have a better government. Who's your, congr- who's your congressman? I mean, I agree. Mine is I, amazing. I, get I love in, mine. It's not Pelosi. No, she's across the bay in San Francisco. I'm in Oakland, so I have Barbara Lee, who is the only person in either branch of Congress that voted against that authorization for use of military force after 9-11. My congresswoman's got balls, and she always votes the right way. So she's voted no on all the wars. and Still alive. Really, really well, and like she, she pushed the, that episode you had with her. She pushed that guy to actually answer, to commit on that answer. That was amazing. Well, so that's Katie Porter, oh, that's a and different she's one. Oh. from my hometown oh, okay. down in Southern California. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, so she, but that's my mother's, and my mother's district, that's an interesting one, because she's had some of the worst people, because it's like Southern Orange County Republicans, they think they're rich, even though most of them are not. And so they've been voting against their best interests forever, and I don't know how the hell Kate, Katie Porter got in there, but when I saw that she's representing my mother, I just kind of started paying more attention, and then she did that. Wow. Like, she basically got us free testing single-handedly even though the legislation is there's wiggle room but um she did the best she could and so that's the thing we need more barbara lees and katie porters and less mitch mcconnell's and voting is how we make that happen yeah but i was gonna say after after doing all your research and after researching all the bills and the congress and where all the money goes and how wasted is and how broken the system is it it must also feel that it's just non-repairable I have to think that it is or else what do we do? You know, Um, I guess one of the things that really changed my mind that voting does matter was when the Tea Party took over the Republican Party in 2010, Um, because that's we've never come out of that yet. Like they took over the House They passed all kinds of pro-business stuff, anti-worker stuff, and we're suffering the consequences of that. And so when I saw it go in the bad direction, I have to think it can go in the good direction. Now, what's been really, really hard for me, though, is watching the Democratic Party get more and more corporate. I mean, we have some new people, AOC, Katie Porter. There are some exceptions to the rule, but 
just watching the way the Democratic Party is fighting against the people that care about, you know, working stiffs like us. That's been really hard for me to deal with. The fact that we have these two parties that really have worked together to control our system. I don't know what we do about that. And that's it's demoralizing. It is. I'm not going to pretend that I'm happy every day. And today's worse than most because we have this two trillion dollar coronavirus bill being pushed into law. We haven't even seen the text yet. We know it's over 800 pages and they're supposed to vote any minute now. And as of five minutes ago, before we went on the air, we still didn't have the text. I mean, this is how we're being governed right now. And it's fucked. But it can't get worse, right? <laughs> like, if we voted Well, I don't know. I mean, people, if they take your guns away, it could get worse. Yeah, I don't have a gun. <laughs> <laughs> Either do I. But, yeah. but I mean, oh, it no can't comment. get worse. I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I, I just have to hope. It's my hope that it can't get worse. But I have been documenting eight years of it getting worse. So right, I yeah. don't know. It does yeah. seem to be like when you look at the systems, the U.S. system does seem to be the one that would be the best for the people if it wasn't completely overrun by the corporations and the lobbyists and everything else. I mean, it does seem to be that if it was like term limits or maybe, yeah, I guess term limits would probably be the best. I mean, McAfee, I like McAfee's idea about just drafting them all, but that doesn't really help. Yeah, I think one of the things that gives me hope is when I used to talk during like the early W. Bush years about the role that money had in our politics and our politicians being bought off. People look at me like I was nuts, where now it's so commonplace and everybody understands. So there's a awareness that is happening to the point that my mother's district has Katie Porter. So this is happening, you know, and Joe Crowley is the one that was overthrown by AOC in the Democratic Party. He was a big money guy and some bartender was able to beat him. So it's like I do see signs of us taking our votes back, which is why the Republican Party is so dead set on making it so hard for us to vote. Um, so we really have to we have to fight for our votes and I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but I do see some signs for optimism based on the last election. So I'm excited to see what happens this November, especially after this Corona clusterfuck, because we are all experiencing it now. Like so many of us have been comfortable and haven't had to pay attention. Even during the Trump years, you don't have to like Trump, but a lot of us are still comfortable. Now all of us are pretty much on lockdown and everybody's watching press conferences and everybody's watching what Congress is doing today. So today is different. This last two weeks has been different. And, um, I don't know. November could be different. We'll see. So what what bill are they talking about on there? Because I'm getting confused because I keep seeing memes and and stuff in the media, social media about uh, the bills that they're trying to throw all this extra stuff in there. And then the Democrats blocked one of the relief bills. I mean, is that this thing here or is that all different? Are there different ones in there? Yeah. So there's so far, there are three coronavirus bills. The first one was passed on March 14th, I believe, before we kind of realized how crazy this was going to get. And that one basically gave money to the pharmaceutical companies. Was that for the vaccines. 8.5 billion one or whatever? 8. Yeah, 3. it was like yeah. 8.3 billion. And the thing that pissed me off about that is like, we're using our tax money to develop these vaccines and they put no profit protections in oh there for us. God. So it's like, it's we're going to pay for them to be developed. And then we get to pay again to actually get the vaccines. If that we choose to work. Put and then there'll be, and then an, and then there'll be an extra 75 cent excise tax in there to go into the fund to pay for the people that get injured by them. 
I didn't see that one, but um, <laughs> but I definitely know that we're going to get charged multiple times for this thing. Um, so, yeah, I wasn't pleased with that, but that was kind of small potatoes. Then they had a second one. And what was that one? I just read it. Oh, yeah. So this is one that gave us um, paid sick, sick leave because here in the States, we don't have that. And so it also gave medical leave. So essentially, our government is going to pay for the company's expenses that come from us actually taking time off if we have COVID-19. So that was the second one that was signed into law. I want to say like a week and a half ago. Yeah. What's been going on for the last week is the big bill. So this is bill number three. This is the one that's trillions of dollars. And so over the weekend, Mitch McConnell had a version that he just was trying to ram into law. So you probably heard a lot of Republicans being like, the Democrats are stalling our bill. Well, their bill was a piece of shit. It didn't have any kind of unemployment insurance in it at all. It didn't have payments for us. It was basically a giant corporate giveaway. And the Democrats were like, no, this isn't happening. So that's the one that died over the weekend. The one that we're looking at today, Wednesday, the 25th, is one that was negotiated by um, <laughs> Stephen Mnuchin, and, who's the Treasury Secretary, Chuck Schumer and Mitch McConnell. So that's two Republicans, one Democrat have basically written this behind closed doors to the point that like we still don't have the final text. And this is the one that apparently about a quarter of it is going to be straight up corporate welfare. This is going to give us one time payments of $1,200, but only if you make less than $75,000 a year. And I can tell you in the Bay Area, you need a hundred grand just to survive. So it's not going to do shit for people here or in New York or in Seattle is going to have a tough time with that amount of money too. Um, the unemployment insurance, Bernie Sanders did something really good for us because he single-handedly got us unemployment insurance that would cover Usually when you have unemployment here, it's only for people that are kind of like corporate connected. So he got expanded. It expanded. So it is, applies to like gig economy workers. So like Uber drivers, Lyft drivers, massage therapists, people that work for tips, like waitresses. Everyone will be able to get it if they can prove that they're out of work. And it'll be for our full salaries because usually when you get unemployment, it's for like two thirds of your salary. So for four months, we have that, which is wasn't even in the last version. That's better um, than we got here. If if I didn't read that, I mean, everyone's freaking out about the twelve hundred. I didn't hear anything about the employment insurance. Yeah, and I've been kind of guilty about that myself. I'm really pissed about the corporate welfare, but I should be highlighting the unemployment more because it's it is genuinely a good thing, and it'll help a lot of people. Because Canada, um, you get fifty five percent to a maximum of to a nine. maximum of. $500 a week or $580 a week. And then they tax that shit. Oh yeah. Our $1,200 is going to be taxed and probably our unemployment too. They tax us on all of it. But I heard that you guys were getting $2,000 a month per adult. Is that, wasn't that's, that? That's oh, the that's, so that's not employment insurance. That's what's just come out now. They're, that's just a four month Canadian disaster response uh, relief fund or something like that. So that's good for four months that you'll get 2000. I, I, I don't know. I'm not, I don't get it, but, uh, I think my ex gets, Who gets it. it. Who gets so it? like if you were out of work today and you weren't, if you were out of work, you get that two. So it's over and above that, the little bit of EI, like my friend so lost his job and like, he gets so 280 like, a week on EI. Like it's not enough to do. Anyway. No, no. So he'd be eligible for that two right, grand. Yeah. Or I don't know how it, that yeah, would yeah, work. Yeah. The, it's, it was, the thing is, it was for a lot of people that didn't get laid off. 
Because a lot of people right now have to stay home, just take care of their kids because they canceled all the schools and the daycares. So this yeah. was, if you have to take stay home to take care of kids, good enough. You get the two grand a month or whatever. We're still essential. Or actually, technically, Alberta's not really closed yet. So, like, I can still go to Cabela's or to the grocery store. Or like, certain places are closed, but a lot of the places are open. Like, the mall's open. There wasn't very, I don't think there's too many stores in the mall the that are open. open still. The mall's, the mall's essential. I was at the mall today. <laughs> well, I mean, we're doing work there, construction work. But, uh, I mean, I seen a bookstore was open today. I, as far as I know, it looks, I was, the city seems to be getting busier, if anything, but it's definitely, we're, we've only closed like casinos, bars, dining in restaurants and stuff like that. We haven't closed, uh, any of the other businesses. I heard there's a rumor about that right now that they might do it next week, but, uh, our work is working on a couple of hospitals. So I think we'll be pinged as essential services if they follow the if they follow the other provinces, the other pro what the other provinces has been doing so far, then we'd get to keep working ideally. And is that why you wouldn't be eligible for the payment? Yeah. Cause you're working. Yeah. But I mean, just to, like if I was to take that payment, it would be more like, I mean, it's Canadian money, so it's not the same, but that payment is like, you know, not, not would, enough. Would, it would pay my rent and then I wouldn't be able to eat or pay my car payment or. Yeah, so that payment, even if I was eligible, which I'm not, even if I was eligible, though, it would pay a week of my rent. It's nothing. Wow. Yeah. And so I've gotten in fights with people on Twitter today that were like, well, then you should move to Michigan. I'm like, and go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Like the middle of the country doesn't have the, the outbreak as bad as we do. And so for them to not price it to the or. Price it to your standard of living. Yeah, it has to be. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I have friends that are hairdressers, massage therapists. Like, they're really, really worried right now, which is why I'm happy that the unemployment insurance, it will probably apply to them. But again, I can't check that because I still don't have the text. So, so that that loop that Bernie snuck in there to get all those people unemployment, that's the people that this $2,000 is for. Okay. Because it works out to about the same amount of money as you'd get on unemployment. So if I got laid off, I just have to go on unemployment. I wouldn't get the two thousand dollars a month. That okay. two thousand is more for people that didn't get laid off. A lot of places are you know, the same thing, like the hairdressers and the waitresses and the Uber drivers and stuff like that that are sort of semi self employed. So yeah. you don't get a pink slip. You're just not allowed to go to work. Yeah. Or parents that just then, had to not go to work to take care of their kids. Well, and that's what's kind of interesting in the bill that I that's already become law with our sick and medical leave. They don't give as much money to the people that are staying home to take care of their kids. So even though they're just as out of work, like whether they are out of work because they're sick or because they're taking care of their kids, if they're home for that reason, then they get less money. So I found that really weird. Like that's what happens when you read these bills. You just see these weird things and they never get discussed. And was there a bunch of stuff in that bill that shouldn't have been in there for Corona wise? Like what about all the weird stuff that Pelosi was trying to squeeze through? Well, so that, so the, the two bills that have been become law were refreshingly dingleberry free. There wasn't anything (laughs) attached. Um, it's this big one though, that they're hiding the text from us. That's what I'm really going to pull apart with a fine tooth tooth comb because both sides are trying to get weird stuff into law. So like there's one provision that I'm pretty sure the Republicans are going to get. They've been pushing for it forever, which allows smaller banks to have less money in reserves. 
um, that has nothing to do with the coronavirus, but they're probably going to get that. So that's one dingleberry that I'm pretty sure is going to be in there. And God only knows what else. And this is why they hide the bill from us. So um, it's this big one. It's bill number three that everyone's really nervous about because God only knows. And by the way, there are some portions of the Patriot Act that expired on March 15th that they still haven't renewed. So that's a big dingleberry that I'm going to be looking for. I wouldn't be surprised at all to see that in there. What do you think the sort of health implications are going to be um, from sort of a, a big brother health standpoint? Well, I don't know. I don't know. Can what they I do think, that sort of thing federally? We don't have a nationalized healthcare system. And which is one of our big problems here. It's one of the reasons the testing was such a mess that, you know, we have different equipments and different labs. So we can't just send out one text to everyone, one test to everyone, because we have this private public partnership that it's a big old mess. And so, but that does kind of help us in a, it's going to be really hard for them to put out an order for them to collect everybody's blood or DNA or, or anything like that. Um, I don't know where this is going to lead. I mean, so far I've been on Twitter all day looking for any kind of signs of a, you know, they're taking away our rights in this bill. And so far we haven't seen any, which is good. Um, but I don't know where this leads. I mean, they're already talking about taking everyone's temperature at the airports. Um, oh, we're doing that here now. Yeah. Construction so like we need site. to find this balance between taking care of health and safety and not losing the few rights we have left. And so I don't know where this goes. I'm, I'm hoping it doesn't go to the crazy place, but. <laughs> here's, no. I'm going to read you, here's a little, I'm going to read you something from our chat room today that uh, I thought is a pretty good thing of uh, where we're at in 2020. I saw a weird ministry of something vehicle following me around today, maybe business enforcement, but I'm in a Brandon truck and I have my papers, so I don't care if they're looking for me or not. It's just like, wow, we, we need papers. It's 2020 and this dude has to drive around with papers What's in Canada. What's a branded truck again? Like just a well, company just, truck? Because he's in a company oh. truck that's yeah. approved to be on the road. Yeah. Otherwise, he's, he's worried. He's, he needs to fucking present a paper if he gets pulled over. He needs to show him his papers. Yeah. I read a thing back in the W. Bush years. I wish I could find it again, but it was like the 10 steps of a closing down society. And a bunch of them happened during the W. Bush years. So like when they start torturing people, red, red flag, when they take away rights, red flag, when they start harassing journalists, red flag. And the one that I just kind of held on to, I was like, well, they haven't done that was the travel restrictions. And so that's one of the things that's really making me uncomfortable with all this, even though medically I do understand it but they've closed our borders now. Um, and even states are trying to figure out how to stop people from moving from state to state, which as a Californian, I kind of get, because at this point I've been on lockdown since the 14th and there are red states that are just like doing whatever they want. So I don't want to have to be locked down again because they come here for vacation. So there's the medical part of me is like, okay, I get it. But the part of me that lived through nine 11 goes like they're shutting down our freedom of movement. And I just don't like the precedent that this sets and the way that, I mean, I'm accepting it. I've complied completely. So I do have those thoughts in the back of my head where I'm just like, where does this lead down the road? Like maybe coronavirus isn't a bullshit virus, which I, for the record, I don't think it is, 
but what if someone later wants to shut down our freedom of movement by saying there's a bullshit virus? So it's just, I don't, I'm really uncomfortable with the way that, you know, Canada and the U.S. have been allies and neighbors for a very long time, and I can't go there right now. And um, when all this started, I was in Mexico, and we were afraid, like, can we even get home? So I'm just really uncomfortable with the whole, the whole thing. I mean, what are you guys feeling about this? Well, they're getting ready to shut down, I think, into provincial travel in, in Canada as well. Mm. I mean... Go we're, for it, Darren. We're, for it. I mean, I, yeah, I, I think it's just a giant control move. That's, that's my two cents. I mean, I'm kind of, <clears throat> I think that the Oxford model, that's kind of showing that this thing's been around, which is kind of what Adam was talking about as well on No Agenda, that that's what the Oxford model that just came out yesterday, the day before, is kind of supporting his theory, where they're saying that they figure like 40 million people in England already had it, and that if they can find a way to test who's had it already. They were looking at some sort of um, antibody test or something like that. So they could see who's had it. And they're predicting that everyone's already had it. Already. I mean, to me, the whole thing that, you know, now Prince Charles has it and Tom Hanks has, you know, there's a hundred fucking people in Australia has it. And Tom Hanks is one of them. And, you know, we've got this giant celebrity movement where we're, they're all staying in their houses and they've all got coronavirus. And I don't know, the whole thing seems to me like maybe it's, I don't know. Well, that's maybe what the it started more real. I mean, they that, ran this fucking this the simulation of it. Like they a, talked about the messaging. Off. Don't what? say that too many times. What do you mean? Oh, oh yeah, you kicked off of what? I mean, yeah. this whole thing will collapse. Ah. That's all right. It's already collapsing. <clears throat> so you know, they're running like Bill Gates is running his fake events up before it. You know, three months before this kicks off, he's got a fake one with the coronavirus. It's just and the, a coincidence. Yeah, it's all. This, there's so many coincidences. Yeah, and. Uh, I don't know. I think it, I, I'm of the belief that we're probably like two, three weeks away and everything's going to sort of snap back and it's going to be, you know, I think we're going to slip back to normal quicker than most people realize. And a bunch of people are going to get billions and billions of fucking dollars while this all happens. Some new laws are going to get snuck through and they've, the, the, we're just a little more docile. We're a little more, I mean, there was a fucking poll going around Calgary the other day on Facebook on whether or not the government should be able to come into my fucking house to see how much food I have. And I mean, mm -hmm. it's like 50-50. So that's like the world we're in now. Like I can see people are on social media shaming people for being over at their friend's house to have dinner or something like that. And I don't want to live in that world. I mean, Corona or not, I'm a free man supposed to be in a free state. And if I want to go over to Michael's house and Michael wants to have me at his house. I don't think that's something where we should have neighbors. You know, I don't know. I just feel like we're, we're f closer to 1930s Germany than I'd care to admit right now in a lot of different ways. And I mean, that that's with nationalism, uh, global instability, all the economies are tanking. We've got now a pandemic going around. There's a, a lot of people in China that are, blaming the u.s for things there's a lot of politicians in the u.s that are blaming china for things and i just think yeah. we're, we're really heading down a really messed road i think my honest opinion is that the coronavirus is the first tick of an economic cold war going hot mm. or it could be a hot war because i've been watching so i read the defense authorizations every year and the funding and it's been aimed at china now for years 
And we have a giant military buildup in the South China Sea that Americans are not aware of. Um, We have one on Russia's border that started during the Obama years. And then this China one is more recent, but it's huge. And we don't even know that it's it's there. And so to watch the anti-China rhetoric, I mean, yeah, that's another that's a thing like I I I do believe this virus is real because I know someone who has it and he's like a party friend of mine. Like he's not a podcaster, not any of this. He works in an ER. He has it. He's home right now. He's doing okay. But when you have a friend that has it, it becomes a lot more real. And then my stepsister is also um, a nurse here in Oakland and they're going through all kinds of equipment shortages. And, and so just because people that I trust are going through it, it's like, okay, I think this is actually real, but it's how this type of stuff is used yeah. by the disingenuous pricks that want to control the world. I think it's very fair to be concerned with both at the same time. Yeah. And I don't really know what to do with those feelings. <laughs> I know me too. Well, I mean, back you know and what forth, my but... thing is, is the way the entire globe, especially the allied, this, you know, the allied sort of West, the NATO, the way we've sort of all fallen in lockstep and told all our lockstep and told all our citizens to get home. And I don't know. It just seems like more than that. You know what I mean? Or, I mean, the other thing is that maybe there's more to this virus than we realize. I mean, well, in that too, because now we've got Trump's got everyone else on board saying, you know, I'm looking at other countries' leaders saying, now China's got to pay, China's got to pay, China's got to pay. China owns all these people's national debts, so now these people are going to be like, hey, we don't want to pay you, or I don't know. I see the next move is going to be something like that. Not to mention, everyone just ran the fuck out of China and left all their manufacturing facilities there. Are they going to yeah. go back after and take those over or, or, you know, what's going to happen there? China's manufacturing for the rest. Of, so the, the like national Chinese business model just sort of fucking collapsed in some ways, because I yeah. don't think U.S. manufacturing is going back. I would say maybe a lot of European manufacturing might be a little more timid about getting their supply chains from what could become a hostile nation. Well, and we're learning a lot of lessons here, like the fact that we can't get like we one of the reasons we can't do the testing here in the States is because we can't get the swabs. It's like we run out of fucking toothpicks. And so that's or not toothpicks, Q-tips. And so that's why we can't do these tests, because we are getting them from China and other places like we've allowed our own ability to take care of ourselves to go overseas. And now we don't have masks and we don't have the things we need for our own tests. And so we're learning our our lessons about a letting globalism run wild. And yeah. so I think you're absolutely right. We're seeing some kind of massive and in reset, some ways, which might not be a bad thing. I agree. You could, we could have, you could have borrowed some but of our how, masks. How fucking are, ironic can it be that while well, Trump's in charge, he gets Trudeau to close the fucking borders, send mm. the refugees back to the States and maybe ends globalism. I mean, it's what he said he was going to do. I know. <laughs> and the Chinese are blaming the the U.S. soldiers that went to the Navy games there for dropping the virus. Yeah. We would have given yeah, you a bunch of masks. But and I mean, boy, you guys, boy, you guys have now won the trade war. I didn't understand. You guys have won the trade war now. It would yeah, seem. It's kind of funny how Donald Trump just Forrest gumped his way into achieving everything he set out to do. <laughs> it's stunning. You know, now we're all mad at China and yeah, he gets to shut down the border with Mexico for real. And you guys keep the tariffs. China loses the tariffs and he's got Trudeau sending refugees and closing the border. I mean, he's got to be laughing at sometimes. 
I can see why my conspiracy podcaster friends are having a field day with this. I really can. Oh, you need to check on your conspiracy friends. I mean, some of them are freaking the fuck out right now. Oh, I know. I'm just kind of staying out of it. Some of them are not okay. (laughs) I mean, it changes day to day. I mean, I go back and forth here. I'm like, you know, what are they going to do? Because I'm not okay with getting told I can't leave my house. And I'm really not okay with seeing... You know, like, God yeah, you're, forbid, you're just, like, you look at, like, an L.A. or a New York. I don't want to see fucking military vehicles rolling into Calgary. That, yeah. That's a huge red flag for me. I mean, I'm a fucking Indian. I've seen this. Well, I haven't seen it Diego? personally. <laughs> but you see the video of the tanks in San Diego? Was that real? I never know I what know. to fucking believe on Twitter anymore because I see one and it's tanks in Florida. And then someone's like, this is from three years ago. Yeah, yeah I recognize this. Town. It is. It definitely is. But I just... I don't know that one, whether it was recent or not, just like that image in my head, I just really don't like it. Tanks going on boats to go over the ocean. Did you see it on TV? No, it was on Twitter. It was Twitter. So God only knows. But then at the same time, like here I am on quarantine and Joe, my husband is Joe. We're on a strict 14 day quarantine because we decided to go to a wedding on the 14th. And so we all agreed that if we do this, we're going to pretend we have it. So not to infect other people. So we're strict, like no grocery store, nothing, but we are allowed to go on walks. And just this weekend going across the street, I live across the street from a state park. It was mobbed with people. Mm -hmm. They're not maintaining social distance. And it's like, so at the same time, I do understand that if this is as infectious as they say it is, and I do trust Anthony Fauci because this guy Fauci, who's now a big celebrity He's been in the government for since the Reagan years, pretty much my entire life. And you trust and him? I do, because I've been watching him for so long. And he has told, like, everything he has said to Congress has panned out. And a lot of times he's the one being like, you guys need to calm down. It's not that serious. So he's played that role so many times that when he says, this is serious and this is what we have to do, he's the one that I'm watching. You know, so when he says it's that serious, and I do trust him watching us be prove that we're not going to take it seriously ourselves. That's where I do see the need for the government to be like, okay, dummies. Now we actually have to step in and say, we have to close these parks. We have to force you to stay home. Like I'm so torn on it because, because I did see so many people just ignoring the orders that now we have to close all the parking lots. And I'm, I'm cheering that on because I want them to get the hell out of my neighborhood so that I can go for a run. You know, um, yeah, I just, I don't, uh, at the same time, I remember the Patriot Act. So, yeah, I don't know. Do you want freedom or not? I know. And at this time. It's a harder question. If you've really considered it, it's a harder question than people want to answer. Well, of course it is. Because all mm-hmm. these people that do say they want freedom, we're also the first ones to start jumping up and down and saying, I need a check or I can't pay my rent in two weeks. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why are we paying people? Why is it two trillion dollars to pay everybody? Like it's because the be, government's forcing them. If the government it, forces you to stay home, I mean, you know, you got to do something. You can't just say that on one hand and then not do anything financially for people. I mean, if you're going to be in control, you got to. If be you're in not going to let you're giving them, earn. Them, you're giving them money now, but they have to pay it back in taxes plus interest later in a world that money is much less. It doesn't have nearly as much value as it did when you borrowed it, it just doesn't seem like a, a wise thing. We're funding both ends. So it's like, I look at my own rent situation. If the government's going to give money 
to the investors that own my building, then they should not be collecting from me. Yeah. Or if the government's going to give me money to pay my rent, then they're getting paid and they shouldn't get it from the government. What's happening right now is that the government is paying on both ends. And that's where I just have a problem with it. Like pick a strategy and go forth with it, but they're just throwing money at the wall with really no strategy at, at all. And so, and they're also doing both sides half-assed, which is why I'm afraid that it's not even going to work. And we're going to be back here in a month with another trillion dollar bill because there's people that are going to get evicted. You know, people like, like, obviously I'm a podcaster. So hopefully my audience keeps funding me. Um, but 1200 bucks for me would do nothing you know, and like the government doesn't count me as even having a job. So I probably wouldn't get unemployment either. And so what happens if I can't pay? So it's just that we're in this unprecedented situation. I don't trust the people that are in charge to know how to handle it or to not abuse it. You know, a fourth of this bill going to corporate welfare, it's already being abused. And so the fears that you have about this being straight bullshit. I mean, they've lied to us so many times before. So, and that's a big problem too, because I get being told you have to stay in your home for three months and going, I don't believe you because all of the times before and all the different viruses that were going to yeah, kill us all yeah, that yeah. didn't, Yeah, you know? So it's like, you cry wolf so many times. Why are we supposed to believe you now? Mm -hmm. So it's like, I get every side and it just makes me want to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I was going to mention Cry Wolf exactly. The so, media has done it so many times; you don't believe them anymore. So, I'd be interested to hear your take on this because you know you're you're somewhat of a congressional expert, I guess, in a way, just from watching a lot of C-SPAN. And I listen to a few of your shows. I really love them. You're doing great. Um, but what if Trump is and whoever is working with him, they're trying to run the Fed, they're trying to break the bank. And so they're going to let them just run the bill as high as they want. Just keep adding more and more and more stuff to it to where it becomes insolvent. Do you think Congress from watching Congress now for these years, do you think Congress would be able to handle the responsibility of taking back the treasury? No, 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 absolutely not. Um, but that also goes. Now we get into like, what is money? Because my 200th episode, I decided to dive in and find out what is the Federal Reserve, where I found Damn. out that our money isn't really real. It's so at mess. this point, as yeah. long as we can keep a roof over our head and food in our mouths, like, okay, like, go ahead and print more phony baloney money. It's not real anyway. So it's I'm kind of stuck with that, too. Like, until we actually have a currency that's tied to something. Yeah, they were talking about reducing the reserve to 3%. And they said... Canada had 16 in 2008, and that's why it wasn't as hard on Canada, because it was a higher reserve ratio. Now we have none. Where the U.S. was like eight. We sold all the Now they're gold. taking it down to three. So, yeah. you know, in some ways, it just seems like maybe all these countries are just robbing the fucking bank before it breaks right the fuck down. It's like, all right, Canada, you pull out a couple hundred billion. We'll pull out a few trillion. The the U.K. will pull out 300 because it's all just fake money on computers, and the fucking jig is up. Yeah, it I feels it like the jig has to be up soon. It's a house of cards. That's what yeah. I always say. House well, of cards started in 1913 and it just keeps getting wobblier and wobblier. It's going to crash. And it's, I just, I think of the three things that we need food, shelter, 
air. <laughs> you know, I think we might have this moment where we look at our communities and all right, let's grow some food. Let's go back to basics. Cause I honestly like this, this economy we have, I don't know what its foundation is anymore. Um, well, it's always, yeah, belief. but this Congress wouldn't be able to handle it. I can tell you that much. They, yeah. they can't handle this bill. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, defense rests. Debbie Downer here. <laughs> the defense rests. Yeah. Man, California. Yeah. You got to get out of California if you got to start growing food to survive. What are you talking about? We're the breadbasket of the country. Yeah. But there's like, what, 65 million of you? Yeah. But my brother lives there's in the no middle water. of a farm. Oh, perfect. Head to the farm. Goats. Perfect. <laughs> here we got tons of wildlife and stuff still. So, yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. All I know is. Right now, I have a roof over my head. Right now, my family is not dying. We have food. We're eating some weird food since there was panic buying. And that's the thing, too. Like, the media makes me so angry here because if they had just been calmer about it and said, okay, you're going to have to stay home, but the grocery stores are staying open, Target will still be open, we wouldn't have empty shelves all over our country and then people buying out all the masks and all the toilet paper. Like, this response is so hectic and chaotic because they freaked people out so badly. And so um, there's just so much anger to go around. That's okay. <laughs> you can express it here. It. You can vent. I, I didn't think it got as, I don't know. I didn't see it here because we're in the bubble of Calgary. You know, it's still kind of like this dream world compared to the U.S. and a lot of places in the U.S. But um, it didn't get chaotic and I haven't really seen it get super well, everybody bought the toilet paper, but yeah, so. the toilet paper is gone for a bit, but it's back. But everything and else was still there for a couple days. Safeway in Chestermere was pretty pick dry. I went there the one day, and uh, I mean, in Oakland, it's probably a lot different. Oh, fuck, I couldn't imagine. I went to the Safeway the one day, and there wasn't, there was only like some pork left. Yeah. And then there was no milk, there was Tons no eggs, there was no fucking nothing yeah. else, there was no canned goods. Hmm. But I mean, I was just going there to get some like treats for the kids. So I didn't care. Like I've got food usually. I... Gas is cheap. You can just drive around town. Oh yeah. Gas <laughs> is so cheap. It's so Your cheap. car is kind of like an isolation bubble for you, you know? I'm still working full time. So I'll I get to it. get out of my bubble and go to the store again on Monday. But the last time I was there. Is Monday your meet... day out? Yeah, that's day 15. I'm on day 10 right now and I'm feeling pretty good. So, um, so I that's going to suck. Have it. You're going to be like out and it's like, yeah, I'm free, but you can't, you still can't go do anything. I guess Do you, you go to the grocery sucks store. even more? Tomorrow's my birthday. Oh, happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> That's the day they're going to sign this monstrosity in the law. I am on house arrest. We forgot to buy cake. Do have vodka though, so that'll help. You'll remember um, this one. Is alcohol yeah. an essential service? Uh, actually our liquor stores are open and what's great. So are our weed dispensaries. Yeah. yeah and those called are essential. essential yeah. So far in Canada, weed and alcohol are essential. Yeah. Groceries are essential. Well, I was going to tell you that in that story, I was saying we got cut off for a week and on day five, they tried to shut down and take the alcohol away. And then everybody just lost their minds <laughs> and then they had to open it up as fast as possible and realize they shouldn't do that. I mean, if it makes you feel any better, the Canadian gun shots, I mean, gun sh shops are sold out too. 
Yeah. I'm actually trying to, we're trying to buy a hunting rifle right fucking now just to literally go hunt deer with. Not for the apocalypse. It's, I want to go hunt the deer. And I can't find a 30-30 anywhere in town. And like, except for the super high end ones, like three grand. Can't borrow one? Not in Canada. Yeah. That's illegal, bro. I don't know. It's just kind of wild. I just don't feel like it had to be this way. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. It's just not necessary. We're Safeway still open. And so yeah. now we're eating the weirdest things. Like the only sausages we were able to get were these chicken sausages with jalapeno, bacon, cheese, beans, <laughs> and corn in them. They're oh horrible. That sounds great. Do you think that's the, you know, the, well, the media is terrible. So I, I don't want to be here the one, I'll be the guy defending the media. But I feel like the whole, like, our government is fucking pathetic. I'm watching Trudeau come out every day and just like pat himself on the back for the most part. They finally got some shit through today. But I don't know if you heard what he tried to sneak through. Like our liberals just tried to sneak through that they can have the freedom till the end of 2021 to tax uh, whoever at whatever rate they want and to to spend money without uh, house approval. Oh, no. Yeah. And then and then the thing is, is because it's such a fucking high profile bill where people's money's tied up, you've got people on Twitter freaking out on all the people that are trying to sit voted. No. Yeah. And meanwhile, it's like, well, these guys are trying to fucking hijack the country right now. And the media is bought and paid for by them. Too, yeah. Right? So we dodged a bullet and they took that. They took all that stuff out. Most of it, I think anyway. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Our but corporate welfare is flying through. Ours just seems like, uh, well, we'll end up ba- bailing out the airlines again for sure. And then they'll just abuse us again. In a, you know, it's hard because I don't really agree with nationalizing things. But if you're going to give the airline $50 billion, I feel like I should, you know, maybe be guaranteed my seat and maybe well, my did bag. Did you see what happened with Boeing? So the Democrats were, they were writing their version, but they don't have the power to get it through because Nancy Pelosi sent everyone home, which is annoying. But they did write a version. And in it, they were going to say, if you take any of the bailout money then the government either might get a stake or needs to get a seat on your board. They had all these different ideas. And Boeing said, if you do any of that, we don't want your money. Wow. To which I was like, okay, don't take our money. But that you was know? right after Nikki Haley quit. She drunk, She got off the board because she said, if you're going to take that money, then I don't want to be part of this. So she dropped off the board. I think that was oh, yesterday. Yeah. And then they came out with that today. Yeah, they want the money with no strings, and this horrible Congress of ours is going to give it to them. So is WestJet getting the money? Is that who you're talking about? Oh, I don't know. No, I just I just seen the rumor coming about $50 billion for the airlines or some sort of. That might have been the U.S. ones, but the Canadian ones are going to need money. Because that lady that owns WestJet now, I can't think of her name right off the top I of my head. I thought WestJet was employee-owned. No, no, no. No, anymore. it's sold, and she's the one who owns Indigo Chapters also, and she's uh, one of the chairman of the board on Bilderberg. She was one of the ruling people on Bilderberg as well. So that's interesting if they got a ton of bailout money out of that. $50 billion? Wow. I, I wouldn't say the Canadian one would be quite so big. It'll be like no, you're five right. billion. It'll probably be like five, yeah. I think we're giving the oil companies $15 billion. The Canadian oil companies. The tar sands companies. Yeah. So they can get that $5 barrel oil. Yeah, right. I mean, gas is going to be like 15 cents a liter here soon. So they're just going to build refineries. They're going to have to. They're going to have to. Yeah. I mean, that's what I think they should be doing anyway. It's yep, just totally build the fucking refinery, use your own oil. So you're not, you don't care what Russia and that's right. And the Saudis Saudi, are doing. Yeah. 
Globalize yeah. some things, but not everything. Yeah. You should totally nationalize your resources. There's no reason that should be shipped all over the planet. That's ridiculous. And different zigzagging patterns. And we're yeah. then at the same time, you're going to charge me fucking carbon tax. Right. Totally. What did I do? Yeah. Yep. Anyway, exactly. I digress. So what parts of the Patriot Act got left out? That's almost cause for celebration. Almost. Um, so the main one is something, and I'm trying to remember the exact details of it. Um, it was the lone wolf provision, which lets the government tap people, um, even though they're cycle. not, <laughs> sort of, yeah. So if, if they think, they just have to say, like, we think this person might be a terrorist, even if they have no proof that they're connected to any kind of terrorist organization or plot or anything, they can tap our phones. Um, there's also a provision that says like, like in my house right now, I have quite a few pieces of electronics and it used to be, they'd have to get a warrant like for my computer and get a warrant for my phone and get a warrant for my husband's computer. Now they can get one warrant and it kind of covers everything that I come into contact with. And so that's the type of stuff that was, um, expiring. The section 215 was the big one. I can't remember what the details were, but the thing was that it expired on the 15th. But what they always do is they backdate the permissions and we have absolutely no way to know if the Trump government stopped collecting this information. And I think there's a snowball's chance in hell that they did. But like, what is law anymore? If like, if you don't have any way to enforce the laws, does the law exist is kind of where I'm at on this, this Patriot Act stuff. But it is interesting that it was allowed to lapse and still hasn't been renewed. You but know, again, like no one knows about it. Yeah. So, well, and you guys seem to have really come into this two different levels of justice. I mean, it really seems like yeah. rich people can do whatever the fuck they want. I or, mean, or the poor I people. Suppose, or I if sp- you're not paying taxes. I mean, there's the homeless Harvey crime too. and all that kind of stuff. The crime under 900, like, or 1500. Oh, is that a real thing? JEC, I guess you're in California. JCD and then uh, and, and Adam talk about all the time. I mean, it's happening here. I mean, our cops can't do anything here to to crime. People break into your place. They steal your bikes, break into your cars. Nothing Graham ever happens. Graham just got robbed so the just... other day, so he's a pretty sore spot right now. <clears throat> I've been robbed oh, a lot lately. I mean, I nothing. I totally understand you know, it. Yeah. I won't bring my car to San Francisco. Yep. Like ever. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm serious because if they break the windows and steal your shit, like there's the cops don't care. They won't do anything about it. Um, mm. and it happens all the time. It's like known for it. Um, yeah, Oakland's better <laughs> in many, many ways. Oakland's better, which is funny because we have such a bad reputation, Yeah. but, um, no, what John talks about, it's very, very real. It's yeah. John is not, he, when John tells you stuff about the Bay area, I found him to be accurate. Wow. 100% of the time. And, and, but I mean, your point is well taken, Darren. There's still, it's the rich people and the. Except the for power. Harvey. I mean, it, you know, it's us taxpayers in the middle, the middle class that get that hose all the way through. Harvey seems to be getting taken down. Weinstein. He's going to die. He's going to disappear. You think? He's got the, he's got the, the Rona. He's got the Rona. He's got un- the Rona. It's unbelievable. How the fuck does Harvey Rona? Weinstein get tested? And and that that Italian Good opera question. singer, that Italian opera singer, that's the equivalent of Harvey over there. And what's his name? Uh, starts with a B. I Benito can't remember. something or other. <laughs> He's got it too. I mean, this is how they're going to off all the inconvenient yeah. boomers. Well, they're not going <laughs> to off them. They're going to just like disappear them. I mean, they're going to end up on their own little island somewhere. This is their escape. They get to escape and yeah. just go diddle off into the sunset. Yeah. Same with all the CEOs. Like, how can? All the CEOs. Did you read that list? It was like a hundred. It's unbelievable. Days. Have you paid Big attention to that too. at all? 
All the, the list of CEOs, the re- resignations of all the CEOs. I mean, it's mind-boggling. No. Uh, what I are think they it's resignation.info. <laughs> because they knew something was going to happen. I mean, it's like, uh, what else list. can you... You know, the timing is impeccable. Like, yep. right before the yeah. crash, all these CEOs just... Well, you know. Disney for sure. Disney and Bill Gates are two of the big ones. Yeah. Well, and you heard a bunch of our senators sold Mark off. Oh, yeah. Stock. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then it dropped Yeah, they 75%. sold right before this all went oh, down. That's yep. unreal. Including my own horrible Senator Dianne Feinstein. <laughs> oh, look at that. John Flanagan so resigned So why did today. Pelosi send Congress home? The Rona. You don't know. They have these planned, they call them district work periods, but like their vacations. And they had one planned for that week. But by the 14th, that was the day that I got home at midnight that night. Uh, I had been in Mexico for a week, which was a total trip. You wake up in Mexico, everything's normal. You come to the States and like all hell had broken loose. Mm -hmm. And so, but that day, all hell had broken loose. It was very clear from the second I landed in the United States that something was up. And she still allowed them to go home. So now what we're dealing with is like, is there a way to let our representatives vote remotely? Or should we call them back to work? Which is where I'm at. If my grocery store workers have to be at work or if oh, my yeah. stepsister needs to go to these hospitals, get your asses on a plane. We're paying you a minimum wage of $175,000 a year. For the rest Take of your life. Risk. No, they just got an extra no, 25 million. Oh, that doesn't for the rest of your life anymore? No, never did. Oh. It's it's based on a percentage. So you get your health care for a certain amount of time based on how long you've been in Congress, but you have to be there for like decades to get the health care for a long time. And the twenty five million is it's not for the Congress people themselves in this new bill. They do need some extra money in order to set up this telework situation or maybe televoting or whatever the hell they're thinking of doing. But but yeah, Pelosi sent them home. And she never should have. And I'm furious about it. And why there isn't more people upset about this, I don't understand. And right now, Mitch McConnell, after they vote on this monster, is thinking of sending the Senate home, too. So we're literally not going to have our government in D.C. to do their work if we need them after maybe tomorrow, unless some (laughs) decisions change. But um, yeah. So and what's wild about this is that you know, new, it's done by population here. So every person in the house of representatives represents about 700,000 people. Well, if you look at New York proper, they have millions of people. So we have a lot of representatives in New York city. Two days ago, Dr. Burks got up on the white house press conference and said, if you've even been to New York city, we want you to quarantine for 14 days. That's how bad it is here. That's like 20 of our people in the house of representatives that are no longer allowed to even go back. So now that different cities are on like strict quarantines, we didn't even know if they can be called home anymore. I think it's going to go down in history as one of the stupidest things Nancy Pelosi has ever done on quite a long list of stupid things. So, Do you yeah. think it'll finally get her out of office? No, because San Francisco just keeps voting for her just blindly. That's what's so frustrating. We have all these so-called woke people right across the bay here that could get rid of her quite easily and they refuse to do it so she just keeps coming back but she raises a shitload of money for the democratic party which is why they're protecting her as much as they possibly can she's a fundraiser that's what she does where'd she get all her money oh i don't even know to tell you the truth but she's she's quite wealthy yeah she's like a lifetime congresswoman it was real estate and she's got like 110 million dollars in the bank or something her husband's really rich i think 
Yeah, I think it's her husband. Like, Dianne Feinstein married a rich dude. But even the people that go into Congress as just regular people are able to leave as millionaires because they're allowed to own stock. They shouldn't be allowed to even have stock if they're in Congress. And we're only talking about 535 people. So even though it might be kind of harsh to be like, you have to sell your stock, I think if you're going to represent the people, that's just how it should be. But they've tried to police themselves on this. Um, There was something called the Stock Act that actually Nancy Pelosi had a role in because 60 Minutes, which is a it's a show that all the boomers watch on Sunday nights back in 2012. They did an expose on John Boehner and Nancy Pelosi and a couple other people showing how they benefit from their stocks and how they trade based on their insider knowledge. It was like a big thing. Is that the one about the visa, about visas or visa or MasterCard? No, this is just about how they trade. Like they get information because they're on these high powered committees. And of course, they're going to get information about companies that we don't have. And then they're able to trade accordingly. So they did something called the Stock Act, which... The, the thing that was in the Stock Act that would have made the most difference didn't actually prohibit anything, but there was supposed to be a website where irritating people like me could go on and look at what stocks our representatives had. And it didn't only apply to congressmen and senators. It was supposed to apply to their staffers, too. Because if you think of like the West Wing, like Leo McGarry, the chief of staff, he's a very important person. So you should know who the chief of staff is trading with, too. Exactly a year after they passed this into law. And when they passed it, they had like a signing ceremony. And there's Obama with like 35 people behind them all clapping and handing out pens and shit. Exactly a month or a year later, they gutted it. So the website no longer exists. Um, The staffers don't even have to report their trading information. It's only applying to the, the representatives themselves. And like, keep in mind, a lot of them trade and say it's like their husbands or their wives stock. So they completely gutted it. And the way that they did it was through empty rooms. So they had one Senator. um, He was a Democrat who got up in the Senate said, does anyone object to this? No one was in the room. So no one objected. So it flew through there, went through the house. The Republicans put it through and Obama signed it on the day of the Boston marathon bombing. So it never even got covered by the news. Oh my God. That's a good one. Yeah. And that was the first thing that I witnessed when I was first starting Congressional Dish. Cause I was like, what is my podcast? Um, that was the first thing I witnessed where I'm like, oh shit, I'm onto something here, you know? Cause I lived in Boston at the time. I was still, you know, I was all up in that. I was on the lockdown, the whole thing, but I was still paying attention to Congress. And I was stunned that that happened. And now we're seeing the repercussions of that because these people are able to be you know, they come into Congress as as a bartender and they leave as multimillionaires. And it's because they're trading on the stock market on their insider knowledge. And it's all legal. Wow. Well, it was a perk at first, really. So but. this isn't your first <laughs> lockdown. No, it's not. This is my second time on lockdown, actually. I've been thinking about that a lot lately. Which one was I accepted it better? the first time, too. The first one, what? it seems more like, you know, there's some dangerous bombers on the loose. The first one was straight up fun. I've got to tell you, because I mean, it was one kid. We had known by the time we were locked down that the older brother had gotten run over by a car. Um, So I woke up at 9 a.m., found out we were on lockdown, cracked a beer, watched the news all day. I could hear the helicopters going over me and I had the police scanner. So it's like they didn't know exactly where he was, but I was pretty sure he wasn't running into my house. 
and then they lifted it at five. So it was one day. It was a completely oh, okay. different situation. And it was Boston kind of being like, we're going to catch you, motherfuckers. So there was kind of like that attitude that we were all really wanted to get them. But at the same time, it was a 19-year-old kid and we shut down Boston. And everyone was cool with it. And that was the first time I was like, uh-oh. Like we're being trained for something that we might not want to be trained for. And now the whole country is on lockdown. Yeah. Is yeah. there any other, is there any other gems or conflicts of interest or corruption that you remember from your, from doing your podcast over the years? Like one that, one that yeah. uh, comes out for me is that Jack Keen. When you talked about Jack Keen on one of your shows, the, yeah. the conflicts there, I mean, the people would never hear about the, uh, him being involved in Afghan and the battery company. And I mean, it's just mind blowing. Is there any, any other ones that would stick out to, to the type of work you've done? Well, I mean, that's, it's in every single episode. <laughs> I mean, just think of like, like Jim Mattis, for instance, he was Trump's first pick. Cause, um, Jack Keen, he was, he was the one that Trump wanted to be his, his, uh, defense, defense secretary. secretary. Yeah. And so did Hillary which is fascinating. So this guy is a favorite of both parties, but Jack Keane really wants to take over Syria. And so he won't work for Trump. And so Jim Mattis said, yes, Jim Mattis was on the board of directors of uh, general, the general dynamics. dynamics. Yeah. yeah. He was on the board of directors left was secretary of defense, did all our war things resigned and he's right back at general dynamics. Yeah. And those conflicts of interest, I mean, one of my favorite things about doing my show is I watch these hearings and before I watch them, I look at the backgrounds of these witnesses and they never tell you the private sector background. They only tell you their, their government history. And this goes on mainstream media too. They have all these people that work for companies right now. And they'll say, this is a ex CIA analyst or like a military expert who at the same time is working for these defense industrial complex companies and raking in millions of dollars. They never tell you the private sector connections. I always do. And it's, it's literally every episode. I can't think of any, I can't think of anywhere. I haven't found any conflicts of interest. It's stunning. <laughs> Is that one of the, the biggest, biggest problems you think that, that faces the American government right now, or would it be, What's that, or let's say, sector? let's say that, well, the, the conflict of interest between the private I think somebody wrote a book called Flexions a while ago, and we were going to have her on, but it was about the revolving doors between academia and, and the big corporations and, and the CDC and the government, CDC and and the government, the the government organ. Oh yeah. Big yeah. time. Yeah. Big time. And, and uh, so is, do you think the problem, like what's the biggest problem? Cause I, I see that. Uh, and I'm glad Adam Curry talks about it on the no agenda quite a bit these days is the NGOs and the charities and the money funneling through there, you know, yeah. going to Ukraine, coming back through all these organizations. I mean, is that a bigger problem do you think, or this conflict of interest or the money in Congress and them taking money from corporations or what, what do you think's like one of the big things that could change? I mean, I didn't, expect to find the corporatism that I've found. Cause when I started my show, I was just reading every bill that house of, passed the house of representatives. Cause a, I thought that was possible. And B, I realized I knew nothing about Congress, which was the branch of government. I have the most control over. So that was my whole shtick. I found the corporatism in the bills and laws. So, and now I can't unsee it. It's absolutely everywhere. And because of the way we fund our campaigns that is why they're so beholden to these companies and so i do think that 
the legalized bribery that is our campaign system, I think that is issue number one. And I think if we were able to solve that one, a lot of the other ones go away. Mm. Because, I mean, yeah, it's just corporatism is completely run wild in our government to the point that we have public-private partnerships where you can't tell the difference between the private sector and the government anymore. So here's a really good example. After 9-11, we found out that our firefighters and our police officers couldn't talk to each other. They just didn't have like a walkie-talkie system where they could speak to each other in the towers. And so when the first one fell down, a lot of people died in the second tower because they didn't know the first one had fallen down. So what we decided to do was have a nationwide first responder network so that we could communicate with each other or not we, I'm, I'm useless, but like paramedics and firefighters and cops, you know what I mean? So that was supposed to be a part of our government and they kind of half-assed tried it for a while and didn't set it up. And so what they did instead is that they've now given over $7 billion to AT&T and AT&T is now our official first responder network. It's called FirstNet. It looks like it's government, but it's AT&T. Yeah. So now if AT&T is a bad company, makes bad decisions, free market and all that shit, are we able to actually let them fail now that they are our first responder network? No, we can't. They're an official part of our government, but we don't actually look at it that way. And there's so many examples of that. And we're seeing it right now where we have all these you know, private companies, which are our healthcare system, but they're not functioning together because they're piecemeal and they're all worried about their profits. And, you know, there's hospitals that are freaking out because they can't do knee surgeries because that's how they make their money. Um, the, the private sector merging with our government is a problem. It really is. And it's, we have to figure out, I don't think that government should take over everything, but there are certain things that are essential government functions that should be government. And we need to find out what that line is and have government be effective. Like for me, it's what is effective government, yeah, not yeah. the size of it. And for me, like healthcare is clearly a government function. You know, producing products is clearly private sector. And we have really lost our way by letting the private sector do way too much of our essential government functions, in my opinion, just based on watching how badly we fail. <laughs> well, that's the number one goal of Event 201. Is what to, is event 201? Is to combine the private and the public and make it much more so that way. Which used to be part of the key definition points of fascism, but we took that one out. Yeah, a we few call it corporatism yeah. now because it's, yeah. Event, event, two, event 201 was the. Uh, event 201 was John Hopkins University, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, China and CDC. The World, and the World Economic Forum ran a 10 day. And the American simulation CDC. of the exact, pretty much the exact thing that thing that's happening right now in oh, October of last in, year. Okay. It was in the yeah. fall, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. In October of okay. last year. Yeah. And, it and was a lot even, of it was it about, was it wasn't a COVID about SARS virus and yeah. it wasn't really about how to help the people or how to manage the disease as much as managing the message, the panic, you know, how to, how oh, to, really? how to get the mess, how to get the, the right message out, yeah. the messaging, and shutting which was down. through like, through celebrities, like they, they, they called all this in the, in the, in the, in the play scenario that they did there, like put it yeah. through and two of people's the main idols goals. and celebrities and all, all of a sudden basketball stars and Hollywood actresses and we're getting government, getting governments to buy out the companies basically, and then still run the companies that way. 
so that Google gets to have a whole bunch more of the surveillance stuff and they'll get government funding from it. And Mm -hmm. also to shut down anything that's not official narrative. That was another big one because you can't let the narrative get away from you. Those are two of the main things they learned from it. And and, and all this Russia. Oh, I'm sorry. Go on. No, no, that's and that everyone's woefully prepared. So in the end of October, they had pretty much told everybody we've audited, I guess, all of you and you're woefully unprepared. So one of the things I discovered after the Russia hysteria, I can't remember which episode it was, but I was watching a bunch of hearings and I was deeply disturbed with the way that the Republicans and Democrats in Congress were united in pushing Facebook and Twitter and Google into doing censorship. Mm -hmm. It's like they want the censorship, but they don't want to actually like say they're doing it. So they're getting their corporate partners to do it. It's very, very disturbing. Like this Congress is rotten to the core. They're not on the side of the First Amendment at all. And um, and this Russia thing, I've found the whole Russia thing to be straight bullshit the entire time. Um, And I I read the Mueller report. I did an impeachment episode. I took a whole bunch of shit for it. Yeah, you, you take it from both sides, I think, sometimes, eh? Oh yeah, I definitely do. If I picked a side, I would have much more money and a much larger audience. But yep. like I have a, a very small, but very mature, wonderful group of people that listen to my podcast. But the minute, yeah, I've, yeah. Well, that's I what we all respect like about it. you though. Yep. Well, thank you. <laughs> it's been a, uh, it's been an interesting few years ever since the 2016 election, but Red that's been in the, one easy. of the most disturbing things that I've watched happen is just watch the way that Facebook and Twitter are being granted the power to shut people like you and I down. Yeah. Yeah. Spiraling yeah. into fascism. I mean, that's what it really looks like from afar sometimes. It uh, looks like that up close too. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> anyway, Jen, we'll uh, let you get back to your lockdown and happy <laughs> birthday. Oh, thank you. What do you got uh, coming up for projects and podcast episodes? Uh, what are you digging into these days? Well, I'm just waiting for this $2 trillion monstrosity to become law. And I think it's going to take me probably two weeks to tear through it. So that'll be um, episode 212. And then after that, I don't even know everything that I kind of had on deck. um, Actually, I do know. I do have one on deck about um, facial recognition software. Because I, and especially with what's happening right now, I think we need to know where they were before because that's, they're going to ramp up biometrics. I'm almost positive. So after that, I don't really know because Congress just, who knows if they're ever even coming back this year. So (laughs) we'll see what happens. (laughs) But um, yeah, you can find me at Jen Briney on Twitter. That's how we met. So if you guys want to talk to me there and then Instagram is my happy place. Also at Jen Briney. There you go. Graham's on the Instagram. Right on Jen. Thanks for coming on the show. Keep up the good work. Oh, it was so fun. Thanks for having me. Tell John we said hello. I will. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. And that was our chat. It's one and only Jen Bryan. Well, you ended that pretty quick. All of a sudden, boom, Darren's on the exit button. Did you get a secret bat signal from someone or? No. Okay. All right. Just trusting your intuition. Yeah, it was like an hour 10. It just seemed like it was. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's time. She's she knows her stuff. Got great episodes. I recommend people go watch, go listen. It's scary how many different sectors value. believe on the fa- agree on the fascism part. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
You know, like Jen doesn't come from our world with a lot of conspiracy stuff, nope. but just from straight up reading legislation, it seems like the country's tipping into fascism. Mm-hmm. Dude, the money that go money that's going into the mm-hmm. Afghan war. She did a whole Afghan episode and the 30, 30 billion, 30 billion. Like it's been hundreds of billions. And she uses mm-hmm. the comparison of the Boston big dig where they built that, mm-hmm. how much that costs in comparison and all the infrastructure projects in the States. And it's nothing compared to the money they're still sinking in Afghan and the, and the poppy fields, like 400,000 football fields of poppy fields that are still there. And then she talked about how that went up, ramped up again and Trump was supposed to get out of there and he didn't. And it's just like, it just feels like it's a quagmire, the money that's going into these places. Like they're saying they couldn't even spend three million. These these smaller agencies who get the money funneled down don't can't even spend it in time. Like they're getting too much money, they can't even spend it. Uh, it's just disgusting. And she did a great one on the EU too, which was which was fantastic. I think that was before the last Brexit Brexit thing. Um, Are they officially and, and Brexited I, now? I kind of wish you would have got into some of the. The farmer uh, uh, protests and some of the crazy rules that the EU is trying to do and they're unelected, but rules on whatever, like how big your pillow can be or, you know. I think they had a teapot rule in there that everyone was all fired up about. I think that's what caused the Brexit. I'm telling you, that had something to do with that fucking teapot. It was, that. it was something to do with an electric kettle or something. I remember the story going around in the Britons. I was like the fucking straw that broke the camel's yeah, back. They're just like, I nah, mean, if that's not like it, feeling like enough. you're being controlled when you can't even use your fucking teapot that you've used you, you've for You've had the same decade? teapot yeah. for fucking generations and now it's outlawed by Brussels. Yeah. So they're making them use electric pots? I don't know. Or they're I'm, taking I'm, the electric pots away. I'm paraphrasing like a yeah. lot right now. Yeah, it's just, funny because yeah. we had an electric pot. My wife got a whistling pot for the stove. And I just, I don't know, it heats up about the same, but, and I'm sure it uses a lot less energy, right? Then the what? Gas, the, the gas instead of the electric, for sure. I don't know. But it's just the whistle. If you're not right there, then the whole house is so loud with this whistle. I don't know. It just kind of, I like the quiet, you know? Doesn't the electric one whistle? No. It just shuts just off. boil? Oh, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. They do just shut off. hear them click. I don't know. Click. I could see rioting. But then you just keep forgetting and you go there and the water's cold. No, you come back in a few minutes, but you know, you know when you have you kids have and you're off doing when something. It's whistling, yeah. You don't have to rest back when it's whistling. Just enjoy it. Uh, just settle into the whistle. Yeah, whistling. you're right, I guess. Get a better Anyways, whistle. this was a this was a fun show with her. Hope she does well through all that two trillion. Can't I really to... enjoyed watching, you know, trying to catch up by kind of seeing her stuff today. Just watching. Oh, yeah. her. She got interviewed on C-SPAN. That's pretty cool. Did she? I don't wow. know. Do you ever watch C-SPAN? I, no. I'm kind of a. Do we get C-SPAN? I'm kind of a geek. You can. It's obviously online. Oh, online. Yeah. I'm totally. kind of a geek like that too. I like to just watch sit around some days and just watch and see what's going on, you know, try and learn something. Right. Well, she's watching some of the stuff that, that, uh, and you, I'd got to go, I'd have to go back to the episode for the details, but stuff that nobody else is like the mainstream's not covering it. And she's finding oh, yeah. gems in there. Tons. She's recording it. So doing the NA kind of, um, recording clips and stuff like that and deconstructing it a little bit. So it's pretty, mm-hmm. pretty interesting. Congress is a conspiracy in itself. Oh. Yeah. Big thanks Jen for coming on the show. Big thanks to you guys for tuning in. We appreciate it. Supporting this value for value Supporting model. Supporting the value for value model. Grimerica.ca slash support. There's a Stripe option there. There's a PayPal option there. A bunch of different options there. We understand bunches are hurting right now, so we can wait till you're not hurting if we need to. 
But uh, if you're not hurting, head over today, sign up. It'll make you feel better, boost your karma. Uh, if you don't, uh, if you don't want to support the show financially, there's a bunch of different ways in the show notes you can support us. Don't cost you nothing. You can view the show, share the show, sign people up for the newsletter. You could go on the Joe Rogan show and give the show a shout out. Yeah, that'd be that'd be a good one. Yeah, yeah, go on Rogan and give us a shout out, or mm-hmm. like maybe on like. I don't know what's another big one like Fox News. No, we don't want any, Ooh, We don't want those guys. We don't. The mainstream you want people. Tucker to- the Rogans are like the halfway to the halfway unplugged. Yeah, I don't know. It would be fun to see Tucker. I don't know. She said she didn't even get a, a Jerry bump, so who knows? Uh, Might not even be. Uh, yeah. Maybe Jerry doesn't even really have any different. listeners. It's just a scam. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. Somehow I built a rocket ship Out of the stuff dreams are made and popsicle sticks Please look at my rocket ship schematic Tell me it can fly to the moon Tell me I'm not a lunatic
baby, like coast to coast. But on demand, raw and uncut interviews, and all without no ads. One says false and one says true, and the rate sink grows too. America, America is here for you. Stories from the listeners, they sent to Graham. He'll read them and be amazed, but Darren may say no. One says red and one says blue, but if it's false, it just won't do. America, America. 